I'm talking to you from a bridge. Below me are the various tributaries of a rather large river flowing out to sea. We're in the middle of one of the largest catchments in Australia as well, with a whole host of loads and burdens on it. The entire bridge is vibrating as the heavy trucks carrying sugarcane go past. To my right, I can see the funnel of one of the several sugar mills in this region. And there's a smell of decaying cane and molasses in the air. Yes, we're in Northern Australia. And with me is a man who knows this catchment pretty well. After all, he's spent almost 25 years here now. Keith Bristow, you worked with the CSIRO. What are some of the, the big issues affecting agriculture and the environment in a place like this? Been in the tropics, we get rainfall that's concentrated through about uh, four or five months from December through March, April sort of period. Now we've got 80,000 hectares of uh, irrigation in the lower Burdekin. Um, that's a lot of land to irrigate and, you know, we don't rest it very often now. Well, just before we leave this bridge, it's fair to say that when it comes to managing this catchment, like this bridge which vibrates and feels a little shaky at times, if we don't keep constant maintenance and vigilance, then we can potentially suffer collapse. We can. I mean, if you look at irrigated agriculture through history, the whole civilizations that have been wiped out because they didn't uh, look after their water balance and their salt balance, and they basically salted themselves out of existence in irrigated areas. Are we in danger of that here? We are. Um, right now we don't even have any water in some of those places. We can't allocate water to irrigators. We, we're lucky to even meet the human needs in the cities. Well, I think even the bridge is listening. There's a lull in the traffic. Let's get off it before it starts again. We travelled upriver on the straight roads that run through the cane. Keith introduces me to Moro Gabuo, a farmer with 110 hectares his mother and father bought back in the 60s. What's the, the water quality, the groundwater quality like on your property? Unsuitable for sugar cane. And yet you're growing? Well, that's all I've got. I've got uh, half from the channel and half my allocation comes from the underground. I've got no choice. So if I was to drink a cup of that water, would I taste the salt? No. No, it tastes OK. It's not too bad. It's just what the long-term effect it has on the um, soils. So if you didn't mix that with river water, what would happen if you tried to put that on your crop? When Dad was around, uh, we could only rotate a certain portion of our land and most of it just uh, stayed idle for seven years. How did your family survive in that time? I grew a few small crops and that was about it. He struggled through. So you've had that water quality issue on that property for quite some time? Since he started, virtually. Since the 60s? Yeah. We used to grow rice and basically the water used to kill the rice. Look, Mara's really highlighting the basic issue with any irrigation scheme. If you irrigate, you need to manage your drainage. It's to the point where we're actually encouraging thought about salt management before water management. Have you investigated any other crops that would work well in the system that might be a bit more salt tolerant? Yeah, mahogany trees. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I've planted four trees. How are they going? They're doing really, really well. And we actually need more of that back in here. We need some perennial plants with deep roots. So getting some trees back in the system might actually help a whole lot. What's your long-term future? Are you here to stay? 
I'd like to stay. I've got my son and daughters and they're really, really keen to at least live on a farm. I don't know whether they want to work it or not. The bottom line is, if we don't get salt out of the system, it will not survive in the long term. And it's that simple. You've heard the story. Now play the game. Here's Tim Stubbs. When you irrigate, you put more water into the landscape than it can deal with. This makes the groundwater come up. And unfortunately for us in Australia, our groundwater is generally pretty salty and it actually makes our crops less productive. In the game, you really need to watch your groundwater levels and when you see them come up, you'll probably have to take that crop out. So remember, the environmental choice might give you long-term sustainability when it comes to groundwater. Your land, your water, your choice. Catchmentdetox.net.au